Hi, it's Greg. Autumn's not with me at the moment because I'm recording a separate intro to set up this week's episode of One Topic. The reason I'm doing this is because we don't stick to one topic this week. It is all over the map. It is a free-for-all, a fall-free-for-all, a free-for-fall, a free-form flowing free-for-fall. Choose whatever asinine name you like best to describe this this episode. Now, don't get me wrong. Autumn and I like the restrictions of the format. It challenges us to keep things fresh. When you're talking about one topic per episode, you don't have as much opportunity to repeat stories. You hear this quite often in other podcasts and radio shows. The same tales are told over and over, and I get that people do like this. That's why someone will watch the same movie 500 times. That's why another person will watch the full series of The Office 17 times in a year. You know what you're going to get. There's a level of comfort. But we like to keep things fresh, like a carrot right out of the crisper. So while we do like working within the rules that have been set forth, the founding documents of one topic say you got to stick to one topic. But there is an amendment. It says once a year, you're allowed to get off topic and talk about whatever you would like to talk about. And this, I think, for someone who's a fan of the show, is a special treat. You hear a little bit of this before every episode. There's some free-form talk that Autumn and I have before we actually get into the topic for the week. There are hours and hours of discussions like that. And now we've decided to share some of that with you. An hour and a half of it. I, I can't tell you what we discussed. I really can't recall. This is live to tape. I didn't go through and edit it. And I couldn't edit it, even if I wanted to, because that would mean I would have to listen to my own voice, which I refuse to do. So we're all just going to jump into this pool. Hopefully we don't drown. That's a pretty harsh light on your face. I can see all the imperfections. And god damn, there are a lot. <laughs> Too many. Too many. I'm an old lady. I don't know if you know that, but I'm an old lady now. You need soft lighting. Yeah. Direct, it, but dissipate. What's it called? Dispersed. Diffused. Diffused. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm older than you, but I quite often think that you're six, seven, eight, nine years older than me. Six, seven, eight, nine? Yeah, somewhere around there. Hold on, I'm gonna have myself a beer. Ooh, Rocky Mountain. We really have the role reversal going on. Why? Just like last time we recorded, you have the beer and I have the pink wine. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> hey. Watch your language. I should call you some a scrotum. You think Johnson & Johnson's going to want someone who says these words to endorse their products? I think that Johnson & Johnson would be woke with their uh, same-sex couple commercials. See, what you don't realize is that while Johnson & Johnson is willing to recognize same-sex marriages, those are still good, wholesome, middle America same-sex marriages where they don't use words like scrote. They have a puppy. They have a baby. Mm-hmm. They go to church. Do they? They pray to Jesus. All right. Can you what? see right there where I'm Yes. Pointing? That's still your coffee cup from the last time you were here. I'm sick. I refuse to throw it away. What's it like inside? 
Uh, Does it have a lid, like a sealed lid? No, it's not a sealed lid. It was one of those plastic lids. So air's been getting in. It's dried out. There's no mold. Okay. There wasn't liquid left in there. There's some coffee stain. I'll spit in it next time. So I'll keep my DNA there. Your DNA's already on it. I've licked the rim. Whoa, look at this. I just got. What? Marco Polo. An alert. Mike, I won't say his last name, has just joined Marco Polo. Say hello. That's uh, Jessica's ex. I should say hello to him. Hey, Mike. Should you? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> Last time I saw him in Atlanta, I, everyone was going to that Lloyd's. It was a very popular place. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw him there, and I waved. He didn't wave back. He saw you, though? Yeah. He just he, he looked me mm. straight in the eye. I hate that. So there's a dad that I sort of would will see in the mornings, and he's got a big beard, and he had like a ton of kids with him. Like I, he like takes some of the kids to school with him, um, from the neighborhood, I guess. And, uh, I made friends with him one morning and I keep seeing him and I'll, I'll say hello. But the other day I looked behind me and I looked right at him, but I did not say anything to him. And then we were kind of standing near each other and I was standing there thinking, I need to say hi to him. That's the guys. I, I kind of made friends with him that morning. I should say something. And I just didn't. What's so the fear? feel bad. I, it, it was like a do it now. Uh oh, you're not doing it. The longer you're not doing it, the more you're not doing it, which is not as good. And then it's the longer you stand here, is the worse it will get. And you just get. And it it was just that. It was just building up. And now I think about it like, oh, I didn't say hi to that dad. He was nice. Yeah, he shouldn't call him a dad. I should call him a man. No, his identity is dad. I know. I don't know if I complained on this show about the guy that I met. My kids were playing with kids, other kids, and there was this guy who had a backpack on his front. It was like a girly backpack. And I went up and said, hello. I was like, hi, I'm Autumn. You know, and he said, hey, I'm, you know, Mackenzie's dad. I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm sure there's more to you than just being Mackenzie's dad. He's like, not really. (laughs) What a life worth living. That really bummed me out. But then I continue that thing by calling this man a dad. There was some dad in the morning that I made friends with. He told me his name, I'm sure, but I don't remember. Now he's just relegated to bearded dad. Well, this other guy referred to himself as dad. Yeah. He doesn't even remember his own name. Yeah, he's just dad. Even my kids know our names. Some 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 kids don't know their parents' names. They don't know their last name. They don't know their address. I thought these were the basic things that were taught immediately. I know. I remember the first things they ever taught us was our ad- address and phone number. Oh, really? And then how to tie shoes. Oh, yeah. Ellie still can't tie a shoe. Oh, what a moron. She's only five. I was tying my shoes and my sister's shoes by the time I was five faster. And I wasn't doing the bunny ear way either. I was doing the I hate the bunny ear way. Yeah, that's the way that idiot kids learn it. I learned it the right way immediately. Well, Ellie won't. Uh, yeah, I, we need let's to just, practice. Let's just get her some Velcro shoes. I'm going to send she Ellie. That's what she has. You can send Ellie some Velcro shoes for Christmas. Another pair with a note. You'll never learn. <laughs> now you have a conversation starter with an old person. <laughs> yes, we wear the same shoes. She also pretends like she knows how to braid hair, but she really is just twisting two pieces together. And I tell her, well, like, that's not really braiding. She's like, yeah, but I call it that. I'm like, okay. I tell her, you can call it that all you want. 
but it's not braiding. She's like, yeah, but I'm just going to call it that. It can still be a braid if I do it this way. I was like, well, you can think that all you want, but words have meaning. (laughs) If you tell someone that you're braiding, it's not true. You're twisting. You ever take two strands of long hair and then tie them like shoelaces? I used to, when I used to, okay, so I used to be able to uh, make hemp necklaces. And so with- Wait, wait, wait. This is a skill you forgot. Well, I don't know if I could still do it. I think I could. But there are different things. Um, like there's different ways to tie the knots so that it hemp. twists, you know? And then there's different ones to keep it like a square. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't know if I remember exactly. I think if I, I think I could figure it out if I had. Were you tying in those- Black light glowing magic mushrooms. Whatever. I could do it all. Those were cool, right? So in class, I would sometimes with my friends with long straight hair, I would put, I would make their hair look like hemp necklaces. So yeah, I've kind of tied knots in people's hair. People thought it was cool. Yeah, it looked neat. You were, were you cool? Were you pop? No. You weren't pop. No. I was friendly with lots of different groups of people but i was not a leader of one group (laughs) or really involved in one group but you weren't pop no were you pop Mm, somehow i kind of oh because you were weird and people liked it it took a while it took a very long it took because i didn't move so i was in the same school system with most of the same people once you get to middle school and high school some new people funnel in but a lot of the people knew me, and it took a very, 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 very long time. And I don't know why it switched, but at some point, people said, you should come hang out with us. And I said, why? So I can be your, like the cool kids. I said, why? So I can be your personal entertainment? I don't think so. <laughs> Which only made me more cool. <laughs> Cooler. Uh, I want, like, I didn't get invited anywhere after graduation. What does that mean? I was mean? really bummed. You mean mean, like after graduation, people were having parties and stuff. Oh, yeah. I chose not to go to any. Oh, I wasn't even invited. I went home. (laughs) I was, I've been the same for a while. Yeah. Like, screw this. Why would I, I don't want to go to your dumb party. I just wanted to be, mm. people liked me, but I wasn't. Yeah, because you had that cool hemp hair braiding going on. (laughs) Yeah, and I had that long braid that was longer than the rest of my hair. So cool. Um, yeah, that kind of bums me out. I wasn't invited to like high school parties. You, you didn't miss anything. These are the worst things in the world. I know, but I wanted to be a part of that. I went to one official high school party, which was a high school party that I threw at my friend's house when he and his parents were out of town and he gave us keys and we printed flyers and passed them around the school and it became so big that almost an hour in the cops came because uh. someone at the school and faculty got a hold of this. Sure. And the cops came and shut it down and then his dad called me over and yelled at me. Rightly so. I wasn't the only one involved. I just am not dropping other names. There were three of us sure. to put this party on. As as his little brother was at home alone. I mean, he was in ninth grade and we were in twelfth grade. Oh, so the little brother did did he rat you out? Or did the faculty rat, rat no, no, you out? No, no, he he didn't rat us out. 
but he wasn't really in on it either. I mean, he was, but we just told him we were going to do it. Like, hey, we're doing this. And it was a, they lived near Lake Alatoona, and <laughs> I was driving the uh, golf cart. They had a golf court, cart for, to get to the house to the lake. And my that night, all I cared about, I was the guy who got people in the golf cart, which I had taped some flashlights to for headlights, and I would drive people down to the lake. Like, I wanted to roll. Uh-huh. This is my job. I'm chauffeuring, ferrying people back and forth. And to to do what? Just hang out by the lake. We're, we're, okay, it was a a real party. Like, did you guys get alcohol? Yeah, there was booze. I didn't. How'd get you it. get the alcohol? People brought it. It's like bring your own. Okay, snacks. I, f- I feel as though there were snacks, like cheese balls. Yeah, the <laughs> office supply version of cheese balls. That big like barrel plastic barrel yeah thing. those are the best yeah they really are you get so much for so little money <laughs> um that's so cool i i wanted to be a part of that and i don't know why just because i kind of felt kind of cool but then things like that didn't happen and it kind of made me think oh maybe i'm not cool well i mean look at our lives Who's lived the cooler life? Cool's, oh, yeah. Cool's just something you're born into. You can't uh, force it. Sorry, Autumn. I just wasn't appreciated in my time. <laughs> I did try and get people to call me Juji. Why? In my senior year. By the way, I was joking with that comment. I hope you know. <laughs> yes, I know. If anything, my avoidance just made me seem kind yeah. of cool. I was like, I don't know. That gets somewhat mysterious. Like, nah, I'm just avoiding things. Yeah. Anyway, why Juji? Uh, because I was really into Juji fruits at the time <laughs> and I wanted people to call me Juji. And then I switched it like a month before graduation and wanted people to call me Kiwi. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, it was an idea. Did anyone jump on board? <laughs> yeah. Chad Radford. I think he hooked me up and called me Kiwi once. Yeah. He wanted and it. And I pinched his butt. That's him. There you go. There was a time, the only time where I felt like the fuck as as like an upperclassman was uh so in my i might have talked about this before in my freshman year i failed math not because i wasn't good at it i don't think i know i i don't think you've said this before to me I i would remember this yeah freshman year i failed my math class and it was because i just did not put the effort in because i was coming from middle school i didn't realize what i actually needed to do so I failed my math class, which means I couldn't move on in science. Um, And you only have three years of math and science in high school. And so normally seniors don't have to take a science math course. But because I messed up, I was going to have to take a semester of math and science. So as a senior, I was in my in a junior class of sciences. So I'm in this math, uh, the science class. I'm alone. I only there's no one else that I know in the class because they're all lower classmen. And we're being assigned to groups and I'm being assigned to this girl that's sitting up in the front and she gets all huffy when I'm assigned to her as her partner. She's like, ugh, you know, like, ugh, and rolls her eyes. And she was not someone special. In fact, she had makeup on her face that was like all crackly and crazy because she had like real dry skin underneath. She acted like she was not aware of this, but she looked crazy. So I thought like, you don't even have the, like, you're not even 
on the outside look like someone who can act like you're better than someone, you look crazy. You look like a dried desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> cracked the like, mud. Yeah, that cracked up mud face. Exactly. So I get I get up a, at I guess that's a dried her. lake bed. Yes. Death Valley. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um so I'm I go up to her little table and we're working on something and she's just like, Ugh, I don't know. I was like, do you have a problem? I said, what is your problem? And there were people, because people saw this interaction. And so they were like, what? I f- it kind of felt like they were like around us watching us, like seeing if we were going to argue. I was like, do you have a problem? She was like, no. Do you have And she started messing with me. I was like, bitch, you are, who? I was like, who are you? Get the fuck out of here. And so we just started doing the work. I was like, it was the only time I ever felt like I'm a senior and I have a thought, whatever. And then one time uh, we were leaving. Oh, what happened? We were leaving class and Michelle was with me. Michelle of Hoff and Pepper. Hoffandpepper.com. Code one topic 15 for 15%. And yeah, who's using that, by the way? I think some four people. (laughs) Thanks, four people. Thanks for people. Um, and we saw her in the hall and she said something shitty to us. And what did we do? We did something shitty back to her. I think we like threw a can down at the hallway at her or something crazy. It was really fun. That was the only time I ever like f- felt my senior year flex muscle. <laughs> you like the way I just went to the refrigerator while keeping my headphones on listening to your story? <laughs> Yeah, these headphones do s- stretch really far. And it also gives people an idea of the size of the apartment I live in. Yes. It's, it's small. Uh, no, it's a fine size. It felt really good, though. I remember feeling like I, I had the upper hand purely because I was a senior. You know what I mean? Like, if it, if maybe if we were in the same grade, I'd be like less confident but you were the senior who was in the math class yeah. when no other seniors were in the math class yeah and i wasn't even very good at it was physics class she was a bitch yeah i know that you could opt out i was in calculus and then i found out i don't need to be in this to graduate yeah what the fuck see ya going to basic foods <laughs> is that what you took yes my senior year, second semester, I took college courses, so I got to leave early. Um, and it was kind of tough. like Not tough because it was, it was a difficult class, but because, well, I'm treated so differently here in a college setting versus a high school setting. Yeah, we just had something called minimum day. I didn't go anywhere. Minimum day? When you were a senior, you could just, we got on some block scheduling, so I only uh-huh. had four classes a day. You'd do your three classes, you'd leave. Wow. Did you go to the Burger King? No, the Conoco. <laughs> Sonic? The Conoco. Hang out at the gas station. Oh, uh, we used to do that when I was <laughs> I actually didn't. That's freshman. What, that's what people would do. I didn't go do that. Yeah, we would go over there and smoke. I would just go drive around and listen to some music. You weren't getting high or anything? Nah. Hmm, me either. That was for later in life. Yeah. I was getting high in middle school. And then my freshman year. And that's when I was like, oh, I got to stop getting high and coming to school. Because this is 
I'm falling asleep in math class. <laughs> well, I have time to figure it out. Yeah, it'll be fine. Whoops. When I'm a senior. Yeah. That was like one of the first times where I realized my uh, actions have consequences <laughs> that directly affect me. It was a good lesson. Like, let me fail. Let me fall so that I can learn the lesson instead of telling me. What were the other times? That was one of the first times. Yeah. Um, when I got caught sneaking out and my parents found a white out pen uh, in my jacket pocket and they thought I might be sniffing it. They asked me if I was sniffing it. I was like, no. Then I realized, oh, it's because they don't trust me because I've broken their trust so much that they think I could be sniffing white out, which is so dumb. Why would I do that? I'm Smells just really good. Out. Sharpie. It sn- does smell good. I'm. Isn't it crazy how much white out pens were such a part of your life and now it's not? Yeah. White out Sharpies. There were the bigger markers that weren't Sharpies. It smelled even better. Marks a lot or something. You like those? (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Oh, you remember like in elementary school, rubber cement? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always loved that paint pot. There were some good smells that kids don't even know about these days. Yeah. Chemicals. Delicious. Why don't they know it? They might know it. Ellie's colors with Sharpies. That stuff's not around anymore. Sharpies are still around. Rubber cement, is that still around? I'm sure. I just feel like my kindergarten teacher was using it for everything. I'm trying to think when there was something else. Ga- oh, just this wasn't in school, but gasoline. I always like the smell of gasoline. <laughs> it's great. You mean when you're pumping gas? Yeah. Kind of gasoline? Yeah, that kind of gasoline. Oh. Mm-mm. No? No. What is? You're insane. No. You no. like these other things? They're correlated. I mean, I don't. I I uh I might have a sense memory of the marks a lot, but I don't think I like the smell. What were the scented ones? <gasps> the grape and then those are dry erase marks. No. No, you're right. They were like bigger markers. Yeah, I feel like-, like grape and orange and lemon and chocolate. Licorice. No, yeah, I mean it was but licorice. Blech. Yeah. Who wants that smell? People like it. <sighs> People are licorice. No one likes anise. <laughs> That's something where I don't like anise, star anise, star <laughs> anus. But is that how you pr- some- is that how you pronounce it? Anise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that, but to be honest, that's how I pronounce my butthole. My anies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Johnson and Johnson. Don't lick my anies, JJ. <laughs> Is it a niece? Yes. Star anise. I, I mean, what I figured that maybe it could be. I just never. That's what we put in our chili one year for the uh, anus. Stomp, stomp and chomp. Chomp and stomp. <laughs> stomp and romp. Romp and bump. Yeah. Chili cook-off festival. Womp. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> I, liked, I wish that blomp was a word. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, so, I think it was today, Eric was talking about made-up words that he made up. 
Galapetes. What's that? I made up Galapetes and Boogit. Ooh, Boogit. I made up Gigo. And then one at one point. You have so many. At one point, I created a whole language. There's a sheet somewhere in, in a box <laughs> under my bed. Nuclea hoop. <laughs> Nuclea hoop. Yeah, Wef. That was uh, for. That was Wef is great. Wef was a different word for straws. Wef. Plastic wefs are no good these days. Yeah, those wefs are killing the turtles. Yes, those turtles eat the wefs. Turtles <laughs> are the wefs stuck in his muscle. Nuclear hoop was girl. Nuclear hoop. <laughs> uh, Anna and I, my friend Anna and I, called. Amka. Amka was another. What was it? Sorry to tr- break your train of thought. Amka. Amka. O M C A. Amka. Yeah. What does it mean? It was a reclusive weirdo who refused to come outside. It wasn't um, me. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't based on me. Um, I can't remember if we said that these were cigarettes or tampons, but we said Twizzlers. That's not a. That's just a substitution. I know, but that's all I got. Galopetes. That's one of my favorites. That one didn't what even is- have. I don't, I don't remember what the meaning of that one was, if there was one. Oh, but the Gigo thing I was going to say, at some point, there was a Gigo.com. Hmm. It didn't work, but it really annoyed me. It's like, I made this thing up years ago. My, you know, uh, what is that called? Groupthink? Mm-hmm. You see the sign for Jumbo Shrimp? Everybody makes the same joke. What, same thing with Gigo. What's the joke with Jumbo Shrimp? Jumbo Shrimp? That's an oxymoron. Oh. Jumbo Shrimp. I see. Jumbo. Because shrimp means shrimp. small. Yeah. Is that a bad example? No. I mean, that's not. you're not wrong. I've just... I know that shrimp is a stand-in for like a weakling, a little skinny rascal. Yeah. But but I just think of the actual shrimp, and there can be jumbo-sized shrimp. That's a dumb joke. We should, I, I'm going to run for president, and if people make bad jokes, they're executed in a public square. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so people who really want to be comedians, they're going to have to be really good. But humor is subjective. Well. They say. I decide. Yeah. They come perform for me. And either I set them loose to travel the country, Set them loose. <laughs> to perform their act. Yeah. Or I lop their head off. I don't do it. But someone else does. I feel like um, it's a pretty severe punishment for a bad joke. Yeah, well, that people are making jokes like, oh, jumbo shrimp. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. <laughs> guillotine. Actually, at that point, you don't even get the guillotine. You have to hire your own axe man. Like before the guillotine. Or woman. Sure. And the Axe poor people, person. the poor people couldn't afford the best ones, so they would get someone who wasn't so good with a dull axe, and it would take a couple chops to get the head off. Oh no! No, I'm boring you, huh? Sorry. Yeah. Um, funny concepts make me tired. Guillotine. I'm glad that you said guillotine. I've been hearing it lately as guillotine. No, oh, no, it's the anise of the. Yeah. No! Guillotine. Yeah, guillotine. But now I'm questioning mm. it for some reason. Now, now, 
That's what I've always heard. But if you're hearing it a certain way, maybe someone's decided that that's the proper way to pronounce it. And I'm wrong. No. Guillotine is correct. I've decided. And I'm, you can rule over matters of comedy and I'll rule over matters of pronunciation. The queen of pronunciation. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be the king of comedy though, because isn't the Steve Harvey already that or something? Oh, is that Steve Harvey? (laughs) No. I thought it was a group. The Kings, Kings of, of Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. R.I.P. Have you watched that? It's He's so dead, funny. right? Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? But Cedric the Entertainer is still alive. Yes. Listen to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? That Bernie Mac thing? Say it again. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. No. Oh, my God. So the crowd... It was a bad crowd. All the comedians before him were bombing. It was Martin Lawrence, and he was the MC. And he brings up um, uh, Bernie Mac. And it's said that he tells Bernie Mac, like, as they're passing, he's like, watch out. Like, this is crazy. So he gets up there, and he's, he just, there's a DJ that's up, and I guess he plays little bits of something in between people coming up. So he's playing something, and then he's like, stop the music. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. He tells the audience, like, I'm not afraid of you. And he just starts doing his act and he's breaking in between. He's like, I ain't scared of you. And he keeps telling him that he's not afraid of them. And then he's like, hit it. And then the DJ plays like a little something. And then he stops the DJ. Turn off the music. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. It's just so good. And he just wins them back. He turns them around he, uh, like a 180. It's a really cool set to watch. That's when I would have walked off the stage. When? When I want him back, I said, now you don't deserve this. See ya. Well, he let. I mean, his set was over. He gave him, he, he, he turned them around. He did his set and he left. R.I.P. It was really good. That was our music. Yeah, this should just be our show. What could the topic be? (laughs) Can we shoehorn a topic into this? No, I'm just saying that uh, I was thinking earlier that maybe... Around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Every year we do this. It'd just be a freeform show. Ooh, okay. Ugh. So maybe this could be it. <laughs> I know I had a topic prepared. Ow, my back. And what's wrong with your back? I'm just sore. Old lady, six, seven, eight, nine years older <laughs> than me. Yeah. Just, you know, lots of uh, heavy lifting. My big fat ass. If you had to guess my age, what would you guess? I'm real bad at that. I'm the be- I'm the wrong person. I, 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 to ask. Just ask. Just guess. If someone had to guess your age, what do you think they would guess? Um. What's sad is that when I was a, like um early twenties, people thought I was much younger, and then as I've aged, people have getting people were getting closer and closer to guessing my real age. <laughs> That was bumming me out for a long time. I think people might guess. I don't know. 34. Yeah. For me, they, they guess 31. I guarantee. I was, was going to say 31. Good looking 37 year old. Look at this. Look at this face. 38. No, not yet. Soon. Yeah, I know soon. 
Two and a half months, okay? I'm well aware of it. 38 is very different than 37. Yes, it is, because in those two years fly by, because I think of things that happened two years ago, and they didn't seem that long ago. I also remember clearly my 28th birthday and thinking, oh my God, I'm only two years away from 30, and now here I am 10 years later. I think that two years ago do seem like a long time ago. No way. Think about what was happening two years ago versus what's happening now. The same thing was happening. No. We weren't doing this show, but I was doing the same thing. Maybe you've got some kids to compare it against, and so you yeah, see the growth I do, in those the kids. Yeah, because the way that the kids were two years ago is very different than how they are now. Yeah, one of them was barely alive two years ago, meaning newly alive. A year. Not like dying. <laughs> Ten months, I think. Right? Yeah, it's barely alive. The thing can't even move at that point on its own; it just flails. No. Like a goldfish out of water. No. Crawling is happening. No way. Standing up on the coffee by the no. you know, holding on to stuff is happening. No. Yes. I know <laughs> better than you. <laughs> I know better than you. How dare you? Do you really not want to do a topic today? You need you to want go, to just make this our freeform show. You need to go get another drink. Yeah. I don't. But you tell me. I'm down. This is your. This is your week. So you, we can do whatever you want. I know, but the show's called One Topic. And I wasn't trying to be lazy about it. I just like no. the idea of having a show once a year, a very special show. But this week doesn't coincide with Thanksgiving because that would be the next week's show. Yeah. So maybe we can't do it this one. Why not? We can make the rules. That's true. Yeah. This week's topic, free form. That's the, that's the, the topic. People are going to look forward to this. Okay. They're going to look forward to the Thanksgiving freeform show that breaks yeah. the rules set forth for our show called One Topic. I was thinking, there's so many topics in the world. And when I'm trying to come up with topics, it so often goes back to food. Huh. <laughs> Just food items, specifics with food. Like, oh, you could do a whole show on ice cream. You could do a whole show on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> The sure. Two, the two things I eat in my life, a, a diet that consists solely of of dairy. Just dairy. Yes. Very gassy person. Is that true? Doesn't no, I mean no. Cuz it's not just dairy. Okay. Uh, what else you, is it? I'll tell you this though. This special K that I've been eating, special K is presented as some kind of healthy cereal. Mm. They have these little cups at the office, and you rip off the top of the lid, and you can pour the milk straight in. It's like 20 grams of sugar in the thing. Yeah. 19 grams of added sugar. Not even, not natural from the strawberries, the dehydrated strawberries that are in there. That's one gram of sugar. They add 19. It's Special K is presented as something that's... It's worse than Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I swear. From what I remember, Cinnamon Toast Crunch has 14 grams of sugar. You may yeah. as well just eat that. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Wait, are you looking at the before milk is added or after? Before. Okay. Milk has got its own, right? And then you mm -hmm. add something. This is... What is this? And then Smart Start. You know the Smart Start brand? Yes. Right there in the name, this is the smartest way to start your day with the Smart uh -huh. Start. That has 22 grams of sugar Whoa. more than the other, the Special K. 
So the ones that are supposed to be better for you are actually worse. And this really angers me. Calories, though, must be less. I don't think the calories, most of the calories at that point are coming from the sugar. Yeah. It Look, it's up to you as a person who's eating the food to look at it. But when things are presented to you, when you have something on the shelf, golden grams uh-huh. uh, or or smart start, which one are you going to think is healthier for you? Yeah, the smart start. Yeah. Nope. Wrong. I want to start smart. Wrong. <laughs> Worse for you. Then you get the diabetes, which is something that I thought I had once, which was going to tie into the topic for tonight. But uh I'm we'll gonna, have to save it for next week. I'm shelving that. Are you okay with this, by the way? I like. Yeah. I wanted a freeform show. I just I want a freeform it. show sometimes. It's cool. I know it doesn't fall in, but maybe twice a year we'll do a freeform show. Ooh. Are you ever Worth. worried about running? There's so many topics in the world, but are you worried about running out of them? No, because but there are ones that I think I'm more passionate about than others. Um, than others that I have maybe listed somewhere, but. Uh, no, I feel like that's part of the exercise of the show is to talk about our one topic that we've chosen. And I think that's neat. It's a fun thing to do. I think it's a fun thing to do also, but sometimes I, I, I can't gauge how well shows like socks do. Yeah. It's really, um, I mean, you, that can hold some merit. Right. However well it does. But I think that both of us feel this way where it's more about what we're doing. And it's what this is what we're putting out there. This is what we're doing. If it does well, then that's great. If it doesn't do well, then I hope the people that enjoyed it enjoyed it. I'm sorry. How about I hope the people that listened to it enjoyed it and Maybe something like that, you know, people will see sort of the more heady topics like coping or, I don't know, even stealing, maybe. Um, Or even the last one about, you know, uh, uh, self-care or indulgence. And then they'll see something like socks and be like, what? Huh. Well, I feel like I, I feel like those shows that are a little more heady and present us as more vulnerable or the better shows. Not to, not to say that Socks. I think Socks was actually fine. To, I, that one didn't seem to be a struggle. Greg likes trains was, was a little bit of a struggle. Because <laughs> I was not with you. Is that why? Well, I mean, it's a strange. I, I It's actually only called Greg likes trains after we recorded it. Yeah. Because, yes, you weren't with me. <laughs> And like, oh, well, well, I mean, listen, the self-care and indulgence thing was really all about me. That's that's fine. I I like the idea of us when we do shows like that. And I know that there's times that we both have the same amount to contribute. But I don't mind actually in alternating weeks if something a topic like that comes up and it's mostly about you. And then I'm in a more supportive role asking you questions and trying to get to the bottom of something. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I like the way that goes. I'm fine with that. So, I mean, sometimes that happens. I think there's certainly been shows that I dominated. Yeah. And then I apologize to you after the fact. I send you yeah. a text message. Sorry, I think I talked too much. And what do I say? Mm, that's yeah. fine. Fuck you. <laughs> that's what you think. That's not what you send. Ugh, I have to be nice to him. 
No, because Greg, mm. he's so sensitive. He's so sensitive. It's fine. Everything's cool. You did a great job. Yes, you're you're the best. You're wonderful. Wow. And then you, Ugh. you gag. So much work. What a loser. Yeah. And then I send screenshots to my friends and laugh. Mm-hmm. Look at this loser. Oh, I hope I didn't talk too much. He totally talked too much. What a freak. <laughs> That's what I figure that women do when uh, men send pictures of their penises to Oh, them. yeah. There's, there's two reactions. This is I don't understand why guys do this. There are two reactions. Disgust. Or giggling. And yeah. Then both are shared with friends. <laughs> it's like, uh, look, look there, at this. I'm sure there's an outlier of some woman being like, yeah, maybe. That could certainly exist in the right circumstance, but unsolicited. Let's, uh, let's, well. let's set it up as unsolicited. If it's not two people who are really, you know, into each other and sending this kind of stuff. Unsolicited. A guy thinking, I'd like to see her boobs, so she must like to see my penis. Sending a picture, you're either disgusted or you're giggling, and that well, is. And it. I feel like that type of man is also having sex with the woman the way that they would want to have sex done to them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like not thinking about how a woman would feel during sex or like what she might enjoy. It's just like I want to go like this. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, jackhammer away. Yeah, because like maybe a dude does that with his hand and that's what he thinks like chicks must want that too. <laughs> Such basic thinking. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know why it's so difficult send to send a picture this. of my genitals. I want to see your genitals. You send me I send you picture of mine. Yeah. This me. This me stick. This me you turn on? <laughs> Flip light switch. Turn on. That's right. You not wet. What's wrong with you? No matter. I don't care. <laughs> you not being wet mean you do not want sex. Who? No, you not wet means something wrong with you. Well, the, the idea there was no, um, no matter. Got lube. <laughs> This is a gross, this is a gross conversation now. He's like cavemen. Well, that's the, it's not much difference just because language is a little more refined. Mm. Uh, so when you're watching something like those Ken Burns documentaries about the Civil War and those like. she do one about cavemen sex. Yeah, sure. He takes those cave drawings. Uh-huh. Of the caveman with the giant penis who's really giving it to the cave woman. Mm-hmm. And he Ken burns those photos. <laughs> like a slow pan over some <laughs> cave drawings. Yeah, and you can separate the layers so like they put a little more work in, so uh-huh. <laughs> so you remove things appear. And then you remove yeah. the caveman with the big penis. And he starts coming towards the screen as the background goes away from the Ooh, screen. Oh, so cool. Gosh, Ken Burns, such a genius. Wow. Look at that. Anyway, what are we going to say about Ken Burns? Baseball is your favorite one, right? Oh, oh, definitely. You know when I would turn on baseball is when I'm trying to fall asleep. 
I was I did have the Civil War on my phone once because I was having trouble sleeping. <laughs> like, this will help. I was very interested, but I also was passing out. It's so relaxing. The Civil War was so relaxing. Well, the music that he adds also. I mean, the way it is presented is very relaxing. Yeah. It's uh, it's here's the information, but we're not going to throw it in your face. I, I, you actually remember it. I know yeah. that. I know that too. Yeah. I am surprised though that you were able. I'm not surprised to recall it that you could recall it. I just I didn't know that many people knew that music by heart. How many you how many times you've seen it? Once. But it was the series. That's the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you keep hearing that. That's what puts. Well, you to and sleep. you know, I'd music like to, hit the trigger in my brain. I'd like to get you one of those baby mobiles that hangs above with um, you know Civil War soldiers who are missing limbs and screaming and that song plays a music box box version. I would love that. There's got to be a music box version. Or yeah, or one of those ones that you turn the little thing and the. The little uh, wheel with the dots on it. Pluck the. <laughs> yeah, like the one I have here that plays. Uh, at a, the tempo is way too fast. Uh huh. Well, the tempo's up to you. No, no. Well, oh, what you're talking about. Oh, yours is different. It's a music box. It's a music box, but you can see the barrel in there with the little. Yeah, I love those. But it's uh, the tempo of this song is way too fast. Well, don't don't spin it so much, and then it will. No, be it doesn't slower. matter. You like that. <laughs> it's just the one part of the song. That's so cute. Name that tune. I must go. Yeah, it's make it, maybe it's that part. It could I be that part. I where I am. Christine, I love you. Order your fine horses. Now you've moved on. You have money, and I like you. I, that's the one thing with Phantom that I don't... I, I mean, there's many things that are wrong with it yeah. overall. But uh, Raul just basically says at some point, Christine, I shall have her. And then he yeah. does. And then he does. And she goes yeah. along with it. Yeah, she shouldn't... Like, they should make a woke version of it and where she chooses no one. Yes. She's like, look, Raul, I'll help save you. But I ain't going off with you on your fine horses. But I do love that she's like, order your fine horses, be with them at the door. And then later Phantom like throws that in her face because Raul's all tied up and he's like, order your fine horses now. Like, fuck you, Raul, you're a piece of shit. Now you can't order your horses because I got you tied up. One of the uh, most difficult roles in Broadway because people don't like him. (laughs) Who, Raul? Yes. Yeah, he's so boring. People do not like him, despite the fact that Phantom is a murderer and a manipulator. But he's hot. There's something about him that's real hot. This is is the thing, though. Like, I think the murdering alone was only written in because it's such a strange thing to try to make you not like him somewhat. You can have empathy for him and compassion, but he was a murderer. And at the end... 
People are going to be angry if Christine doesn't pick him, so they have to put something. It's like, well, okay, I can understand he's a murderer. I think that's the only reason because then the crowd, the audience would turn on Christine otherwise. Yeah, that's not – that doesn't sound wrong. <laughs> it just still doesn't really – Because there's something about Phantom being hot. It still doesn't really work. He's passionate. There's still part of you that – He's that, a go-getter. Yes. There's, you know? <laughs> there's still part of you that thinks, man, I wish she had picked Phantom. He loves her. But then it pops in your mind. Yeah, but he is a murderer. And maybe he's been like stalking her since she's a kid. Yes, because he knows the stories that her dad told her. Yeah. About the angel of music. When I die, young daughter, I'm going to send you an angel of music. And then he was he- like, hey, this is my chance. I hope that something comes along so that I can manipulate her later into believing her dead dad sent me. Angel of Music, you say? Hmm. This is the thing. Raul is the correct choice out of the two. She really shouldn't choose either. But if you're going to choose one, that's the correct. But you still think, ugh, gross. Why? That guy. When does he say, like, I'm going to have her? He doesn't really say it. He think he just decides when, at the beginning, when she's singing, think of me. Yeah. He reads Christine, huh? What? There you yeah, are. Yeah, I remember her. And he basically says, because at some point, isn't he told that, uh, no, he, is, he, 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 he dismisses her because she says, he asks her out when he goes to her dressing room. She's like, I can't. He's like, I'm getting my hat. I don't give a shit what you say. We're Wait, going. Wait, tell me when, when does that happen? How does that happen? He goes to her dressing room after the yeah. performance. Yeah. And he asks her out, and she basically says, I, I can't. And he says, I don't care. I'm going to yeah. get my hat. I'll be back in a few minutes. You'll be ready to go. That's 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 why I say that he just basically said to himself, I shall have her. Well, and uh, uh, they run off to the roof together, and he's just like telling her to say that she loves him. She's like, he's like, say you love me. Do it all this different way. She's like, okay, dad, I love you. Sure. Yeah. Then the opening, the second act masquerade, when we get into their conversation where they're engaged, Mm. but she doesn't want people to know yet. Oh, he doesn't care about why she doesn't want people to know. Yeah. So Phantom is killing people left and right. He knows that Phantom is obsessed with her. He hasn't been around for a little while, though. Please don't tell anyone about our engagement because I'm scared of fucking dying. And he's like, don't worry. It'll be fine. Why can't this? Why is this a secret? Yeah. And then, and then when, uh, uh, okay. So what is it? Phantom gets asks or makes Christine the star of his, of his opera. And then she's like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, it's cool. We're not going to make you do it. And then he's like, but wait, what if we use you as bait? Then you have to do it. (laughs) And she says specifically, I don't want to do it. Yeah. What does she say? She says, "Um, like, don't make me do this. Raul, it scares me. Don't put me through this ordeal. I don't give a shit. You get out there. We're going to catch this man because. He'll kill me. Uh, He'll take me. I'll be. uh, Yeah. And then he's like, you said yourself. Nothing but a man. 
Here's the end. This this sums, who murders everybody. This sums up the whole thing. When they're engaged and she doesn't want to tell people, what the hell does he fucking care at that point? Because he's already got her. They're engaged. What he cares about is everyone else knowing, mm. mainly Phantom knowing. He wants him to know. He wants I won. There's ego involved. People need to know that you're mine. Because with the point, when, there's nothing left to prove if you really care about her. It's not a, the you don't care about her. You care about the image of being with her because now she's also you know an opera star. Mm. But you know what? If Raoul didn't make her perform in Phantom's opera, then we wouldn't get past the point of no return. So it might all be worth it. That's true. Because that's my favorite. But song, he did. He didn't know that. He didn't know that that song was going to come out of it. It doesn't matter. It's what happened, oh, and I'm glad. It, it, I'm so glad it happened. It's easy I to say it doesn't matter, but don't don't put the don't give the credit to Raúl for <laughs> okay. that song. You're right; it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it would have because it was in the play. The second act of that show. Everyone likes the music in the first act, mostly. I mean, I like the I, I like the music in the first act, but the second act's where it's at. Well, the second act is much darker. Yeah. And it took a little while for me to get into it even more. You only like it now because I like it. And you were like, hmm, interesting. She likes it. Maybe I should like it. Yeah, I got to impress Autumn. Yep. You are Phantom? No. Raoul? No. No. Neither. Oh, okay. You're, um. It doesn't, it's not a, no. No? (laughs) You're senior, um, Andre? There's just not, there's not a comparison. I meant. Could, Are you Madame Curie or whatever? <laughs> I could relate to Phantom a bit more. Living a life of uh, isolation a bit, but not okay. because I was shunned. It was by choice. <laughs> so it's like it dies right there. Yeah. And I'm also not manipulative. And they're both bad choices, ultimately. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah, a, what, is, what does Raoul really have to give besides fine horses? Nothing. He's all about status. Yeah. And Phantom, but I mean, they've known each other for a long time, though, because he's like, I remember your dad and you guys sang with the violin. Yes. And I got your scarf out of the sea. <laughs> uh, I know that you used to like dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Just making stuff up. <laughs> Goblins hey. or shoes. <laughs> hey, Christine, I remember you. You like to breathe and eat. <laughs> remember dinners that you ate? Me too. I don't remember the specific food stuffs, but I remember you ate. Yep. So we should go I to dinner. People, I hope people listening know Phantom enough to understand what we're talking about. Well, we can move on from it. Uh, I don't know where to go from it at this point. Yeah, we've really broken it all down. Oh, that, there's a lot we could talk about. It's all that's left. Poor Meg. She's like cast as this weird little girl. And then at the end, she's dressed as a boy. And uh, for some reason is like a badass at the end. I would love like a little fanfic of Meg's story. Well, I mean, if you get into Love Never Dies, you get a little more of Meg's oh, story. Oh, I need to get into Love Never no, Dies. No, you should not ever get into. <laughs> it requires you to just forget what happened in the first one. Oh, really? Which for the way that one is presented, it ended the way it needed to end. She shouldn't have been with him. Hmm. With Eric. That's Phantom's name. Eric. Yeah. 
Um, Hot. No, because Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, is Phantom escapes when he disappears into his chair, s- his trapdoor chair. Yeah. He gets to Coney Island. <laughs> I mean, not immediately, but he makes he takes Madame. It's a tube. <laughs> yeah, just a wormhole. <laughs> Yeah. What? It turns out that his chair inside was a black hole. Where am I? Coney <laughs> Island, where freaks belong. Yeah, they were in France. <laughs> then he makes it to Coney Island. Okay. Where the freaks belong, because Phantom is a freak. But Madame Giri and Meg go with him, or they meet him there, or something like this. And he's writing. Did he send mus- him a postcard. He's writing music. He's becoming well-known and revered, and Meg is his lead, but he lures Christine over under some false pretense. I don't know all the details. And Christine comes over with Raul and their kid, and then she finds out it's Phantom who lured her over because he wants her to be back in one of his musicals or operas. or Operas. (laughs) Phantom of the musical. (laughs) (laughs) He's changed it up a bit. And, uh... And then jealousy ensues. Well, I mean, a few things happen. Turns out Raul at that point is a gambling addict who blew in an alcoholic who blew a lot of their money. So that's part of the reason she has to go to New York to make more money. Because okay. you got you got to make the audience hate them. Yeah. Because they can't decide. They can't understand that life is nuanced sometimes and there aren't clear decisions. So you got to make this person the bad guy. Even though he was already a bad guy, which people didn't pick up on because he was possessive and didn't give a shit about Christine. But those aren't the... I can't understand that. Oh, alcoholic. I got that. Yeah, gambling. All their fortune is gone. Oh, no. What a terrible man. The Vicomte de Chagny. Even though at the end... I'm sorry, at the beginning of Phantom... He's very wealthy old man bidding on the shant- on, on the this collector's is, piece. This is, this is what I mean. You have to get rid of some of the things you know about the first That's one. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yes, I agree. This shouldn't exist. This shouldn't be happening at all. But anyway. I also don't understand what the point is of that monkey in Persian robes playing the cymbals. It's just a link from the beginning of the show until the end there's like it's almost like there was more of a storyline with that monkey with the symbols but it got edited out yeah and i guess it's also christine's dead at that point you don't know how she died and raul's thinking about his lost love and she talked about this monkey with the symbols and he just wants to remember Uh, she did i mean it was there when she woke up in his chamber in his like lair and then there's someone dressed like the monkey during masquerade. Well, there certainly aren't good memories attached to it. If she did talk about it, it was tra- trauma. Yeah. <laughs> was, I was kidnapped and <laughs> put under. I woke up and I uh, was very disoriented, but there was this like weird monkey thing. So, Why did Phantom have that? So with Love Never Dies, I know we're now and we're done. Like, yeah. Anyone who's listening is gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love never dies. To maybe ra- we should. Maybe you should mark the time and tell people to fast forward from what time to what time nope, if they no, don't. If no. they don't have any interest or knowledge of Phantom. No, they're with us or they're not. Sorry, you're with okay. us or you're not. This is a bonding point between uh, Autumn and me. Yeah, and, uh, and we're going to talk about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, love never dies, which I've never seen, but I know the the basic story. 
It never even made it to Broadway. That's how bad it I was. I thought that you did see it. No. Oh. They did a traveling they, the, the tour, but it never made it to Broadway. Uh, so it, it turns out at some point, Raul and Christine's kid starts playing the piano like uh, very well. Prodigy. Yes, the prodigy, prodigy and what? What? Oh. So apparently at some point, Christine and Phantom had sex, and this isn't even Raul's kid. It's Phantom's kid. And and because Meg and Madame Jiri were there, and then Christine shows up, Meg gets jealous and has a gun, but the doesn't she, she threatens Christine with the gun, but it goes off accidentally. She didn't really want to kill Christine, but she shoots Christine, and Christine dies. What? Because Meg was the star, and then suddenly Christine's back in the picture, and there's jealousy, and oh. Raul's sent home. And the show ends with Phantom hugging his son. So that's... they didn't have sex. When did they have sex? No, they didn't. It had to have been after she left him. Which doesn't really play out. Or it means that the one point she passes out when she's in his oh. lair, he <laughs> rapes her. He sleep creeps her. And <laughs> the reason that doesn't, I mean... I don't want to go that dark with it, but let's just say yeah. the reason that doesn't work out in my mind is because when she kisses him at the end, yes. it's like he doesn't even touch her. He doesn't know right. what to do with his hand. So he didn't. It's, 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 he can't. He wants her love. But then when she gives it to him, he can't. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yes. He can't accept it. So dumb, stupid. I, it made me think we should uh, someone should make a sleep creep video of Phantom doing that to worst. Christine. But okay, this is how we can get off Phantom with all the candles. This is everywhere. how this is how we can get off in of the it. boat. Who the fuck is into sleep creeping? That porn. <laughs> that is some gross shit. And I don't know why people. Oh, she's asleep and she doesn't know, and I don't have her permission, and I'm just gonna put it in her. Because people, it's it's two things. Or it's a couple things, right? It's people who remember as kids being so desperate to have some sort of sexual something with someone, but it all seemed so unattainable, right? So the only way that they could do it is like, what if I became invisible and I could sneak into the girl's locker room? You know, something like that. Even when I had that fantasy as a kid, it wasn't to touch the women. It was just to see things. So like, yeah. oh, look at these things I shouldn't be seeing. And that in itself is very problematic. But <laughs> it didn't go as far as, like, I'm in here and I shouldn't be. And now well, I'll and have my way. They probably, I mean, I mean, it is a common story amongst the molested. Is people doing that in to other people in their, I'm sorry, someone doing that to them in their sleep. Where they have to pretend to be asleep because they don't want to wake, they don't want to freak out, you know? And so they'll just, like, pretend to be asleep and maybe it will go away kind of thing. Did it's you like, ever pretend to be asleep in any situation? Not even sexual. Uh, Yeah, like at sleepovers, I would pretend that I was sleeping. I pretended to be asleep once when I really liked a person in 10th grade and she was, like, hanging out with this other guy. And I was like, I, this is really bothering me and I don't know how to react, so I'm just going to pretend I'm napping. What was the environment that you were in with this person? I was actually at the house that we threw the party in. This was before that party, but I was over at my friend's. And it wasn't even him. There was other people over there, though. Before the party? No, this was. it just happened to be the same house. Oh, a different time. It was my friend Kyle's house. I can throw some names out there, I guess, okay. just so I don't have to keep it. 
just to kind of give it a sense of place in history. Okay. Uh, I was over there, and yeah, she was. I was really, really in, liked her, <laughs> and she was just hanging out with someone else, talking to some other guy, and I didn't know what to do, and I, I'm just gonna pretend to be napping. Where were you napping on the couch? On the floor. I wasn't napping. I don't even remember how it's set up. I just remember I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pretend to be asleep because I don't know how to react, and this is hurting me. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> this is hurting me. Aww. But I knew. Did I, they? Did they talk about you being asleep? No. Did they eventually leave the room? I guess. And you're like, oh, I took a nap. This was during <laughs> the day. It was. I. I don't know if it was a day off from school or. But yeah. See, look, we've come full circle. Now we're back in high school. Okay. But yes, what a. Um, I used to pretend to sleep, and I used to pretend to talk in my sleep. <laughs> for who? Who are you putting on the show? The show for? Uh. Um. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you used to pretend to talk in your sleep. So Come on. You know that that's not that crazy. Is it that crazy? Knowing you, no. But the, it's still what I, I'm curious as to what the situation was. Um, I remember being at a sleepover for my brownie troop. Mm-hmm. And I pretended to be asleep. And then I started talking. I pretended I was talking in my sleep. So do you remember the thought process behind I think it's a good idea to talk in my sleep Yeah I thought it would be interesting You know I have um, very much a weird thing about The way that my perception is perceived I want to control that um, Which I'm working on not doing And uh, up until You also like to ham it up You love hamming it up A show Yes I think about you and how you really should be performing. <laughs> like, I hate performing. Yeah. I I don't like being, I prefer to write. Oh, I like it. I know you like it, and you should. Up until, I mean, uh, five years ago, I was still doing it. Pretending to, to talk in your sleep. Yeah. What would you say? Just nothing, anything. Well, it is nothing. always nothing. It's always weird things. Yeah, it would just be like, uh, hmm. just like, hmm. I'm going to take the cloud to the sewer. Got to get <laughs> no, in the go kart. No, listen. <laughs> Got to get in the go kart. <laughs> Don't put the banana in there. No, it wasn't. Like, it would just be like sounds or like I would know that the other person wasn't asleep yet. And so. I would pretend that I was already asleep and that I was saying something because I don't know. Cause I'm, I don't know why, because I wanted them to think I was a little bit more interesting. And so I'll just pepper in this fake interesting thing about me. That's not really true. You're already interesting enough. This I didn't the- feel that. I just wanted them to really be interested. I don't think that garnering interest comes out of people talking in their sleep you're right i don't know (laughs) if anything you you dismiss it because it usually is nonsense so you're not getting a gauge of the person i know but i really like when people talk in their sleep i think it's fascinating i just end up i realize sometimes i make noises like when i'm falling asleep but it jolts me awake but i i make a noise and i catch myself making like what was that 
I think we're like a balloon releasing its air <laughs> before. It's like once the air is out, you're asleep. But I know when I when I have a cold, I'll wake myself up with snoring because I can't breathe or something. <laughs> I just as this was recent though, huh? This talking in the sleep. Yeah. This fake talking in the sleep. Yeah. I don't. It's because it's. Why didn't you feel accepted? Throughout your life, there's some lack of acceptance. Hmm. I don't know. I was uh, the youngest of my cousins. And I was pretty annoying, I think, to them. So I think I was always searching for, like, I was wanting to have their level of cool. So you became more annoying. I'm already annoying, so may as well become no. <laughs> I mean, I was like that when I was younger, but then as I got older, I wanted to be cool like them. And then once I did have the freedom and I was more of an adult, I would be out at like a bar or I'd be out with at a friend's house and I would think I'm as cool as my cousins. <laughs> I'm doing that thing that my cousin, my older cousins did that I would be, you know, at their house with my parents and my aunts and uncles and my younger cousin, or not even my young, I had like a, I have a couple, like two younger cousins that lived in the state, but not until I was like older. But anyway, um, yeah, I would be at their parents' house with all of the rest of the family while they were out with their friends or they were there, but then they left because their friends came over and they all drove somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I always had this thing of I wasn't I don't know, as cool as them. I don't think I don't know if that's it or not. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I, that and being an only child or something. And that thing that as an only child you don't deal with any dynamics. Yeah. I'm the oldest. So but I also have two younger sisters, so there wasn't in my mind and I I never asked them ask them about this, so maybe Thinking if I had a younger brother, you know, there's a more direct correlation. So therefore, wow, the older brother, I want to be more like him. And you try to impress. Uh, I became very just disengaged with my sisters. I wasn't involved so much in their lives. And like it took this long until I started to reconnect to them in any meaningful way. And I don't know why that came about. But. To think about what you're saying as an only child, you're not used to any dynamics, right? Yeah. It's like you're there, you exist, you're the one. As far as parents go, you're going to get the attention. Um, but yeah, I guess with that many cousins, if you're the youngest, that makes. I mean, it makes sense with the youngest, but I. <laughs> I just like the. Do you remember any other weird mechanisms of attention? You're because pretending to talk in your sleep is such a weird thing. <laughs> Um, in middle school, me and my friends used to pretend to fall. Meaning? Uh, we would be walking and then be like, whoa, and we would fall. And people would look at us. And, and I, I ask that because I used to fall on purpose. Yeah. But, but it wasn't pretending. It was. Oh, I mean, we would fall on purpose. But it was telling people. So people knew going in that I was going to fall. 
I'm just oh. I'm just trying to understand if there's a difference. No, this was just me and my friends were the only ones that knew. Like if I saw Sean Mann fall, it meant that I knew that he was falling on purpose. Okay. I mean, that's in Jekyll but, Island, we did a lot of that. That's but I mean, both doesn't matter what way. I was just trying to draw a coral or maybe understand if me being the oldest child. I didn't need people to think I was actually following. I just wanted people to know that I was doing it on purpose. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's it's a dumb thing to do to begin with, but I used to do it all the time. And then I got more bold with it. And then I fell downstairs. I just, oh, would, wow. At the top of the stairs, I would just tumble. And it was a real tumble. I was like, all right, I'm going to commit to this. Yeah. And I'm going to let gravity take over. And here I go. And I would tumble downstairs. And there was one time. This so I just started dating someone new. This was in college. Whoa! So I was dating Christy, and I told her I was like, "I'm gonna fall down these stairs, stand down at the bottom of them," and then I did. And then someone came up, and they asked me if I was okay, which was a nice thing to do. And I didn't make them out to be some kind of asshole, or a butt of a joke. To their face, but after it's like that idiot thought I really fell. <laughs> oh oh that, man! Look at that good Samaritan who comes up who has care for another human being. What a loser! But not in the person, not in the person's presence. Yeah, good. But it's still like that was the thing, because um, the, you're trying to get a reaction out of people. I would sneeze. I would fake sneeze. <laughs> um. <laughs> I remember I'm going um, to question everything about your existence now <laughs> anything you do I'm going to start wondering to myself is this real I know. is this um, for, for show uh, at the end okay I remember in the summertime maybe I was at like daycare kind of thing and we went to see the Jetsons movie mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie, it was just the, you know, it was it was the very, very last moment before it cuts to the credits. And I laughed. I, like, laughed at something that I was pretending that I saw that was funny <laughs> and that nobody else saw. You realize because... that makes people think you're probably crazy, right? No. In my mind, it made them think, like, oh, I missed the thing that was so funny. She got the she got it. I didn't I didn't see it. What was it? She's cool and noticed something that was funny. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of sad. <laughs> this is making you sad. Well, I mean, not completely, but a little bit. I was yeah. I'm just wondering what you were trying to get. <laughs> what what you felt like you were lacking, so you were trying to fill in those gaps by telling by making people feel like they missed something that didn't exist so they felt stupid and you were <laughs> right and you were so smart that you got it. Yeah, that I'm better than them? I don't think that you were trying to prove that you were better. Where you were just trying to somehow I, I maybe you were. I don't I don't know what your thought process going into it was. That I I am not better than them overall. But did you but... feel inferior to begin with and were you just trying to catch up? Or uh, I must have. Huh. I mean, I must have. To to create a thing that made me elevated, whether it was real or not, the elevation, <laughs> to, to put me in some sort of superior position of like, I have a better intellect or I have a better 
sense of humor that you didn't even see this thing, but I saw it means that I am more aware of things that are funny than you. Yeah, I'm just more aware of my surroundings. You completely missed this thing. Yeah, take I'm my, the only one that laughed. Take my cue. Yeah. I know how life is lived. Follow my lead. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> don't pretend to sneeze. As of five years ago? <laughs> no, the sleep, the pretending to speak in my sleep was way more recent than any of these other things. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I really wanted to wear glasses as a kid. I do not need glasses. But there was a time up until also not that recently, maybe like 10 years ago, where I still was like floating the idea of like, maybe I need glasses. Because especially as a kid, I wanted glasses. I wanted to have something different about me that made me special. Yeah, that's the opposite. Because as a kid, you usually don't want the glasses. Yeah, I wanted to be special and different. I put off getting glasses. I, I don't know even know if I... Why I didn't bring it up. In second grade, I remember not being able to see the board. I didn't get glasses until sixth grade, so that's at least wow. four years. Four years I went. And I don't know if there was a fear or not. What I do know is that my first pair of glasses were some wire frames, <laughs> which are now yeah. cool. They're now the cool glasses. They were probably cool back then. Uh, no, <laughs> they were dad glasses. Sixth grade? Or dad glasses. I I don't know what cool glasses for a sixth grader are, but especially back then. But then I got into the plastic frames, and then everyone got into the plastic frames. But I no one knew that I was into them first because I was wearing contacts, and uh, I didn't care that much. And then sometimes I think life is just a fucking simulation, and that uh, this is a very self-absorbed view. But I'm the uh, I'm the center of it. Because everything I seem to like at some point than everyone else likes, like Kurt Vonnegut. It's like, what? Yeah. Fuck you. You know, you, 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 f no fucking way do we both like this. We get Didn't the same you talk about this in our last show? I did, but I'm just bringing it up again. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, there's no fucking way. There's a lot of those instances that seem to pop up. And like, there's no, no, no. Suddenly. You know, as soon as I become an empathetic person, then suddenly it's been hijacked by capitalism and it's sold by Subaru commercials and Delta. <laughs> I'm never getting an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, we're selling empathy now. It's like, what the fuck? No, you're not the first person to be interested in empathy. I'm not saying that I'm the first person, but when it becomes relevant in my life, then it becomes a marketing tool. With all these companies, instead you're just of, connected to the universe, Greg. What what people what the companies used to sell was there's a problem with you, or there's a problem with your life, and we're gonna fix that. And then it switched over to your life's fine, but you know we understand what you feel, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna play into that a bit. So instead of appreciating that and saying, "Hey, I get that too," you're like, "How dare you do the thing that I do?" Just coincides with me wearing the plastic frames that suddenly became the thing to do until it wasn't the thing to do. I'm not switching them, by the way. I'm not switching to the wire frames. No, I like your glasses. And I'm not going to wear the stiff Levi's jeans that are back in either. Well, people are doing that for political reasons, aren't they? Are they? 
Yeah, because it's a more sustain sustainable thing. Um, a lot of the jeans that you get are a really high percentage of plastic and they don't last as long and so they're more disposable. And so you're getting rid of these jeans and then they don't biodegrade properly because of the amount of Is that of what people are saying? Because uh, I don't buy that for a second. It's strictly fashion trend well, the way anything both. is. It's fashionable to be. I believe uh, you when you say me. that. I just think that the people who say that are bullshitting themselves. It's yeah, a, they're just doing it because it's cool. And maybe a status something. It's become a thing again when we wear these very stiff, uncomfortable jeans. I want to see how far I can get from here to the kitchen. I don't think I can make it. With your headphones? With my headphones on. You got to live in New York for shit like that. Yeah. Try it. If your headphones come off, the show's over. Oh, is that going to mark the end? We're already at 100 and... Uh, I mean, we're already at uh, an hour and 20 minutes, so... Let's see how far I'm bringing my mic with me. Come on, microphone. Okay. All right. Microphone gets me to the door. All right. Put the microphone down. Keep yelling. Okay. I'm leaving the microphone. If your headphones come off, keep yelling, though. Okay. I want to hear the difference. Just keep it. All right, show's over. I guess that's the show. I heard the headphones hit the ground. Okay. And you think you can just jump back? You you think you you think you can just jump back into this, huh? Hold on. It's over. Wait. Okay, I'm back. That's it. It's over. Take us out. It's over. That's the end. Unless you want to, I mean, if you have something else to say, we can continue and do an extra long show. Like I said, we're at an hour and 20 minutes. 23, 30. No, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, this was our fall free-for-all. Oh! <laughs> Sponsored by Subaru. <laughs> Selling you experiences. Your dad's dying? You want to <laughs> go to the mountains with him before he's in the grave? Get a Subaru. And here's some sad, sappy girl <laughs> singer behind it. Yes. <laughs> More than a feeling. <laughs> Hear that old song they used to play. Dad. Yes, son. I love you. I love you too. Subaru. I'm sorry we didn't say it oh, more that often. was the end. Oh, but it was, there's, a, there's the reconciliation. I'm sorry <laughs> we didn't tell each other we loved each other more during our whole lives. It just gets cut off. Dad, I love Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> Drive. What's their, what's their thing? <laughs> what's their stupid tagline? Subaru. Drive. <laughs> Drive a stake into the heart of your loved ones. No, not that kind of drive. Just drive. I feel like Subaru would have, what is that called? A tagline? Yes. That just says, drive. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, Ford is like, built for tough. Yeah. Chevy. But, buy yeah. me, please. <laughs> Rolling over rocks. Chevy. Buy me, please. Like a rock. I remember those days. 
<laughs> they would have the the truck going over like rocks. It's a different time in advertising. It. Wait, was that Coors? No, that wasn't Coors, right? That was Chevy. It was Chevy. Okay. What were you thinking with Coors? I don't know. Was that something? Did they have like a song? I feel like you opened the show with the Coors tagline from years ago. Tap the Rockies. Oh, tap the Rockies. <laughs> that water ain't coming from no Rockies. It's the melted snow. No, it's not. We take the melted snow. <laughs> we ship it in tanker trucks to Michigan where <laughs> they're bottling it. <laughs> well, that looks like Coors is out now, too. It's a sponsor. <laughs> Coors. Or as a, an endorsement. <laughs> We take melted snow <laughs> and we ship it hundreds of miles in our tankers Yep. that aren't airtight, which means the bacteria gets in. That's what gives it its <laughs> classic Coors taste. <laughs> you know those commercials? You know those commercials with um, Mila Kunis? And she's doing like the barrel whiskey barrels. It's probably... Is that, her, is that her name? Huh? Is that her name? Yeah, Mila Kunis. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> just, I just, it was one of those names that I, in my mind, I am not even trying to figure it out. Yeah, Mila Kunis. So, you know what I'm talking about? The whiskey commercials? Mm-hmm. Where she talks, she has like such a weird like, <laughs> shush, 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 voice. She's like, and she's, it sounds sexual. She's like, we age them in whiskey barrels. I'm sorry, I just don't like her as a spokesperson for this whiskey. This is what you have to do, though, if you ever want an endorsement. You got to sell your soul. Yeah. For money. What, sexually? No, you have to sell your soul for money. What is your well, soul I was tell thinking you? of I was thinking of the commercials that are available on a certain radio station. Maybe they need a little sex appeal, like, you know, like, oh, my veins and my legs were bulging. Now, stop. Mm, just for your own protection. <laughs> just don't. It doesn't offend me, but just don't do that. Don't go there. All right. No need to do that. Uh, but if you really want to, I mean, you sell your soul because there's something you believe. And then you have to say something you don't believe for money. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. I'll do that all day, BB. Unless you can get an endorsement. For something you actually believe in. I would love to be actually believe in the thing. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I'd do it. I would do it all. What product do you actually believe in? Magic erasers. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Fucking love them. There it is. That's what you do got. Do you believe in magic? I used to not believe, but now I do because magic erasers are magic. When your kids draw on the wall, you can take the magic eraser and it's no longer a color You're out. palette free Get for out. all. Get out of my office. <laughs> I got it. I got no. a rhyme. No. I got it. A color Too palette many free words. for all. Too many words. When your counters look like shit. Don't, what no do you cursing. want to do? It looks like they're covered in dirty poo. <laughs> Take the magic eraser. You're a writer. Call yourself a writer. 
I'm not a rhymer. I'm a writer. Oh. <laughs> I also don't claim to be a writer. Is that a dog? Rhymer writer? I've never even claimed to be a writer. <laughs> because I don't write. Because I avoid it. Because my whole life, the one thing that people said I was good at was writing. I was like, well, if I try that and I fail, I'll have nothing to live for. So I it's love just, your writing. Well, maybe I'll uh, share some more one day. You should. People would be really into it. Mm, we'll see. You should post it to people on 2 plus 2 equals 4. All Not right. everyone there. I'll write for you on stage. All right, and then I'll share it with specific people that I know will like it. No, meaning I'll write pieces for you to Matt go Matt Daly, Al Brown. <laughs> Shout outs. <laughs> the two people I know will appreciate. Oh, wait. Tanya. she love it. Isn't Tanya in love with you, too? You. Oh, me. Yeah. Well, I'll share it with me. She's in love with you. Oh, me. <laughs> She's in love with me. No, there's someone who is in love with you, too. Isn't it Tanya? No, I know you're talking about, but I forget the name at this point, and I'm very Shoot. sorry. All right, stall, Autumn. Keep talking. Bree? No, keep talking while so I So it's not like the B-R-I? Just talk about something else. Um, uh, I love wheat beer. There's a lot of uh, beer companies in Atlanta that I would definitely do a, a, a spot for. And I would talk <laughs> about how much I really like it. Make I, up a song. I fear we're overstaying our welcome. I know, maybe we should end soon. We're at an hour 30. But this is the special uh, fall free for all. Fall free for all. Fall for all. It's a free for all. It's a free for all in the fall. Just got to find this last name to give the shout out and then we can end the show. We're going to end the show Did with this a count shout out for you. Did this count as a show? I guess it did. You remember when we first started this, our first episode was kind of like this. But even though it was the, the topic was the uh, podcast, we, we were all over the place. We should have saved this for our end of the year and we could have bookended it. No, but I like the fall free for all. I do too. I was thinking earlier. That we would, every Thanksgiving, have a show like this. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm looking for this name. It's Bree some B-R-I, I feel like. All right. Forget it. You think this is a sellout for a show? Is this cheap? No. I just This is our show. We do what we want. Well, I just enjoyed uh, having a conversation. <laughs> I'm into it. Thanks for listening to our fall free-for-all 2019. Yeah, we're going to have at least two more of these before we quit doing this. <laughs> and that's it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to be it, but I will dedicate myself to at least two more of these. Okay. So you got to just mean two more years? I, I'm willing to re up. Okay. All I'm saying is at this point, I will commit to two more years. I will not commit past the two years, but this was our first fall free for all there was a topic that was at play and uh i decided to save it so we can next week autumn do that topic so it doesn't fall to you because this was no one's topic this was just a uh okay a free for all remember the free fall at six flags over georgia loved the free fall that was like one of the first ones that i ever put a penny on your knee and it'll float Ah, yeah (laughs) all right see ya Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? 
You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Pete or Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. Maybe even, and I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.